This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Praise the Lord, Dr. Hansen. Good evening to you. How are you? Good evening, Shannon. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Good to be with you again, everybody. Welcome aboard. Uh, tonight is uh, Friday, April 30th, 2021, and honored to be back tonight, simulcast with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, World Ministries International. Please invite someone to tune in. Dr. Hansen, over to you. Well, thank you, Shannon. Got an exciting agenda tonight. I'm going to start off talking about the, the left's radical blueprint for targeting Christians. We're going to move into the development of ministries, ministers, God's development, and the need for team ministry. But uh, standing with Family Research Council. Now, Lieutenant General William Boykin says, the Secular Democrats for America organization is ramping up their anti-Christian campaign with what appears to be a welcoming seat at the table of the Biden Harris administration. The organization has released its blueprint for transforming our nation. It will take a bulldozer to our religious foundations, our First Amendment rights, with the goal of destroying 240 years of American freedom. The laundry list of changes includes dropping God from the Pledge of Allegiance and our national motto, ending government partnership with faith-based groups, including hospitals, abolishing conscience rights, canceling contracts with religious adoption and foster care centers, forbidding the mention of religion or God in federal businesses and offices, banning pastors from speaking on cultural issues, Nominating judges that will put secularism ahead of a legitimate First Amendment grievances. Forcing government officials to check their faith at the door of public service. And another 25 other pages of dangerous and unconstitutional ideas. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's a national top-to-bottom agenda aimed at any faith-based idea, organization, or tradition. We cannot allow this police state mentality to destroy our most cherished freedoms. We are in trouble in the United States today. You and I both know it. 
We've never been in this situation that has been this dangerous. I've never seen America in this dire circumstances of literally losing our freedoms. We are in the process of losing them. I mean, if you cooperate with what they're doing with COVID and the masks and everything else, sheer tyranny, 20% of the churches have gone totally bankrupt at 20 to 25%. They'll never open again. 18% of the businesses totally bankrupt. This is an attack on Christ, on Christian values and beliefs, on freedom. It's attack on the church. It's attack on the middle class. Again, they want to take away our ability to be free. Make us serfs or, in other words, on the dole, on the government handout. Destroy the middle class. And that's what they're doing. Now, I believe, like never before, we need to understand God's development of his ministers. Amos 6.4 reads, But we will devote ourselves to the ministry of the word, unquote. Now, I use the book, The Ministry of God's Word by Watchman Nee, as a source of inspiration and warning. My messages comes from a dream in 1985 that has changed my life and career and gave me my commission and burden. Now, I'm talking about my messages I've preached since 1985. It's all come from that dream. Nee said, if the word of God is taken away, then almost nothing is left of God's work. God's word is spoken through the mouth of man. Once the word is removed, the work of God ceases immediately. For God operates through his word. Since his word is delivered by man, the minister of the word becomes a real concern. Let's, let's unpackage that. If the word of God is taken away, then almost nothing is left of God's work. God's word is spoken through the mouth of man. Man. If man fails to speak properly the word of God, there's nothing left of God's work on earth. Men are not speaking the truth today. I would say over 90% of people behind the pulpit aren't speaking as an oracle of God through a living waters, so to speak, that give life. They are like the scribes and Pharisees that might understand mentally, can read the scriptures, but they haven't accepted truly the author of the scriptures, the life giver. They don't flow with rivers of water. Mental assent is totally different than submission to the will of God, the word of God, God himself. It's totally different. Scribes and Pharisees had mental assent. They preached out of the same scriptures that Jesus preached out the apostles preached from. That's the Old Testament. They had mental assent, but they didn't have life. 
How many pastors have mental assent of the scriptures, like the scribes and Pharisees, but they don't have life? There's no life. Mental assent. They can't give you examples, experiences, testimonies. They don't have it. Because they nullified the word of God. They reject the Holy Spirit, the baptism, the power gifts. When Jesus ascended, he said, go tarry, and I will equip you with my spirit. I will put my gifts in you so you can represent me, so you can do what I do when I'm walking on earth. You can do it now. You have to do it because I'm ascending to my Father. I'm not going to do it. You're going to do it. You're my ambassadors. But yet if we aren't his ambassadors because we truly haven't submitted to him, we reject his armor, his Holy Spirit, the power gifts, then the work of God on earth is not accomplished. And that's our problem, is the work on God of God on earth has not been accomplished. It's the scribes and Pharisees all over again. If the word of God is taken away, then almost nothing is left of God's work. God's word is spoken through the mouth of man. Once the word is removed, the work of God ceases immediately. Once the word is removed, the work of God ceases immediately. If we don't speak the word of God, how do you speak the word of God when you've nullified sin? What, what word are you speaking? Your own? Your little God that now you decide sin is not important because the mainline churches have nullified sin because they're under the Federal Council of Churches, which I've explained on this very program is a Marxist, communist co covering. They back abortion, homosexuality. They negate sin. That's why your politicians go there. They backed Biden, or Biden, many of them. Mainline church pastors. You know, a lot of their people love the Lord, but they don't understand why their pastors are so liberal. If you're listening right now, that's why your pastor is so liberal. He's under a Marxist covering, the Federal Council of Churches. That's over the National Council of Churches, the Geneva-based World Council of Churches. I'm telling you, leave that church. Some mainline churches say the book of Revelation is not for today. It's been fulfilled. Leave that church. They're backing what I already read, the, le the left's radical blueprint targeting Christians. They're going to be as foolish as the pastors in Germany. They won't wake up until they wake, wake themselves up with the freedoms gone already like the Christians did in Germany. Their freedoms were gone when they woke up, and it was too late. Again, God's development of his ministers. Once the word is removed, the work of God ceases immediately, for God operates through his word. Since his word is delivered by man, the minister of the word becomes a real concern. The minister of the word. Half of the churches in America under mainline churches which are under the Federal Council of the Churches, a Marxist-Communist covering, backing politicians that are immoral 
Antichrist, backing Biden, and the other half, evangelical, Pentecostal, charismatic, independents. Yet so many of their parishioners, members of the congregation, are lukewarm. More in love with the world than Christ. Never cast out a demon. Never healed the sick through the laying on of hands. Don't move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Gone to universities, public schools, watching movies, accepting alternate lifestyles, have no problems with sin. They themselves in cohabitation. What is left to preserve America? When whole denominations that started off in Pentecost now move like a Lutheran church. God's development of his ministers. I maintain most of the pastors today, over 90%, aren't fit and worthy to be behind the pulpit as proclaiming the words of God because they don't represent God's word properly. In 1985, after repentance of unforgiveness, because of pride, I received my first supernatural dream. I saw myself traveling the nation, speaking to the leaders of governments, speaking to the masses, and apocalyptic events, including death lines. I also, the heart of God, saw it, and God's heart was broken. God told me his heart was broken because the church was in love with the world more than they were in love with him. When I asked why, he said because of the pastor behind the pulpit was himself more in love with the things of the world. When I awoke, I was sweating. I had an incredible burden to warn the church to prepare for the return of Jesus Christ. To repent because they were not ready. I especially had a burden to warn pastors, for I, I knew, as did Watchman Nee and many others, that the failure of the church is because of the pastor. Text. When the Lord Jesus came to earth, the word became flesh. John 1.14. Jesus' primary ministry was the ministry of God's word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus' ministry was a ministry of God's word. The scribes and Pharisees reject Jesus Christ. If they rejected Jesus Christ, they rejected God's work, God's word. Because mental ascent reading scriptures is not proclaiming God's word. It's reading scriptures. You can read scriptures, you can make doctrine that is not presenting God's word, fulfilling and establishing God's work. You must have your life submitted to the word of God, the will of God, and move in the gifts of God. Reading scriptures, knowing doctrine, is not establishing God's work. It's not extending the kingdom of God. It's not doing the will of God. The scribes and Pharisees were against God himself. They had a monopoly on the religious system. They worked with Rome. 
Their heart was far, far from God. How many pastors worked with Hitler? How many pastors worked with every communist dictator? How many pastors are working with Biden today? How many? How many worked with Obama? Because their heart and spirit are far from God. Again, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Point number one, God has always used man to carry out his commission and preach the Word. Genesis 1, 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over all the earth. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion. Again, God has always used man to carry out his commission and preach the word, extend his kingdom, do the work of the ministry. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the ends of the world. So Jesus gave you and I a commission and gave us power to go and teach all nations, to observe all things that the Father, through the Word, wanted. I have commanded you, Jesus said, and I am with you always, even unto the ends of the world. Both in the Old Testament and New Testament. God used men to carry out his will and warn people to repent from their sins and serve the true God or be condemned by God himself. The word of God. People say, what is grace? Grace is time given when the spirit's in the body to judge yourself by the word of God. If you fail to judge it under grace by his word now, when the Spirit leaves the body, He judges you now by the Word. And grace is over. And if you are in sin, if you are lukewarm, He'll spew you out of His mouth. You'll be damned. Today is the day of salvation. Most pastors are in love with themselves more than God. That's what God showed me in the vision. That's what changed my life. Watchman Nee, who I'm using the textbook, the ministry of God's word, through our Bible school right now on hermeneutics. But Watchman Nee, following the communist revolution, was persecuted and imprisoned for his faith and spent the last 20 years of his life in prison. He lived out his faith. He resisted communism. Are we resisting communism today? Resisting Biden? Resisting again the tyranny sweeping the nation? Resisting the masks? Or if they told you just uh, walk on your hands and knees, in other words, crawl on all fours and you'll avoid COVID, would you do it? 
I mean, the doctors, hundreds, hundreds, have said, this is bad for your health. There's no need for it. It's another variation of flu. They're just trying to control you. They're using it for tyranny to take away your rights, move us into a new world order, a one world government. What is your pastor doing? Has he done anything? Or does he just say, cooperate, cooperate with Hitler, cooperate with communism? Dietrich Bonhoeffer fought Hitler, resisted the Nazism. That's why he was put in a prison camp and killed. Watchman Nee resisted it. That's why he was imprisoned and killed. Is your pastor resisting it or is he going to be promoted by Biden? Is he going to get money given to him to back his programs? Because some of them get money to back their programs. I call them bribes. What is your pastor? Is he a man of God? Or would he work for Hitler? Work for the Chinese communists? Like what was going on when the Japanese were overturned and then Watchman Nee, a pastor in China, resisted communism, the communist. What would your pastor do? Watchman Nee in China, Dietrich Bonhoeffer in Germany, they had other pastors bought off by the system, turn them in. What would your pastor do? What is your pastor doing, ladies and gentlemen? Do you know anything what's going on to take away your freedoms? Or is he just preaching, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. He's avoiding reality. He's not a watchman. He's not an Issachar. He's not a true pastor. He's a hireling behind the pulpit. Both in the Old Testament and New Testament, God used men to carry out his will and warn the people to repent from their sins and serve the true God or be condemned by God himself. God used Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Noah, Daniel, Samuel, David, Esther, Joseph, Moses, John the Baptist, Peter, James, John, Paul, and on and on to represent God, confront sin, and warn of God's judgment. Each person mentioned above, representing both Old and New Testament, God used. But all of them were also disciplined by the Lord in order to be used effectively. All of them had to have their own wilderness experience, so to speak, to groom them into being better usable instruments for the Lord. Watchman Nee states, God must not only put his word in ministers, but must deal with them as well. He needs to raise them to the level he demands. He will use their thoughts, feelings, and characteristics. But these have to be dealt with first. So God deals with these ministers in respect to their experiences. Words communicated through them. God is going to deal with men and women of God. He has to deal with them if they're going to be effective. Now, many of them would never submit to his dealings. They don't recognize his 
discipline of the Holy Spirit. They reject the Holy Spirit. And so they give excuses instead of recognizing God is in this. He's trying to get their attention. And many of them never understand what God is doing in their life to get their intention so he can finally develop them and use them, mold them and break them so he can build them up again. Moses had to be broken 40 years in the wilderness before he was ready to go and confront Pharaoh. He had to be broken. Moses believed in the real God. Some of these people don't believe in the real God. That Jesus truly gave us a commission to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, to move in the power gifts that apostles and prophets are today. They don't even believe in these things. So when trouble comes, when they're being allowed to be disciplined, they don't even recognize it. And on their deathbed, they still don't recognize it. And they still nullify the word of God. They still reject the word of God as it is meant to be. Life-changing, life-inspiring miracles. Power to cast out demons. They've never done it their entire life. Point number two, God disciplines each of us in order that we may be more effective for him. Hebrews 12, 6. For whom the Lord loves, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son who he receiveth. Whom the Lord loveth, he chastens. You know, God loves man. He chastens man. He allows man to go through hard times so man can see God. If he will look to God, through hard times, you either get better or bitter. There's no two ways about it. When he is disciplining his ministers, they get better or bitter. They start to really move with God and the reality of what God offers them the ability to do, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the power gifts, or they go deeper into rejecting God. And they work with the enemies of God. Paul tells us, 2 Corinthians 2, 4, For out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote to you with many tears. Watchman E states, Since the Lord Jesus has already come, and the Holy Spirit has now entered into the believing man, God will work in the man until his human elements do not damage God's word. This is the basis of ministry. The Holy Spirit so operates in man, so controls and disciplines him that the latter's own elements can exist without impairing God's word. On the contrary, they fulfill it. Under the discipline, control, and work of the Holy Spirit, all human elements can be properly engaged by God. Now, we're talking about somebody that is cooperating with God, somebody that does not resist the Holy Spirit, but moves in the Holy Spirit. Now God can, can really hone that person, develop that person, get that person's attention through 
trials and tribulations, through, as Paul said, tears and sufferings, as Paul had a, what they called a thorn in the flesh, never taken away, so he could understand. And so he could be humble and not arrogant and proud with no understanding of what other people were going through. Paul did not fight the Holy Spirit after his Damascus experience. He flowed with all of God. So if you're flowing with God, God is going to break you, chisel you down, remake you, so now you can really operate through the word of God with purity and not your human elements. Not, in other words, not your baggage. Since the Lord Jesus has already come and the Holy Spirit has now entered into be the believing man, God will work in the man until his human elements do not damage God's word. This is the basis of ministry. The Holy Spirit so operates in man, so controls and disciplines him, that his latter's own elements can exist without impairing God's word. On the contrary, they fulfill it. Under the discipline, control, and work of the Holy Spirit, all human elements can be properly engaged by God. Paul, Damascus Road, he was then, over the years, broken and changed and groomed. Trials and tribulations, shipwrecked, suffering. He became more and more and more the voice of the Spirit of God. His spirit flowing with the Holy Spirit many times became one. Nee writes, to be one who believes God's word, we must be pruned and refined. God has to lay aside those whose human makeup contains many uncleanness, fleshly things and matters condemned by God. God has to lay aside those people. Others he has to bypass because they have never been broken before God. Or their thoughts are not straightforward. Or their lives are undisciplined. Their necks stiff. Their emotions untamed. Or they have controversy with God. God has to bypass them. Even these individuals receive God's word. They are not able to deliver it, for it is blocked within them. Should they force themselves to preach, the word is ineffective. Hence, man's condition before God is a basic problem for ministers. Our humanity, our condition, our baggage is a basic problem for the extension of the work of God for the word of God to be spewed out of us with God's power to bring conviction and man being slain in the spirit. Are you willing to be disciplined, chastised? Can you go through trials? Whether your wife deserts you, whether you lose a spouse, lose a son or daughter, get framed. Can you come out of it better like Joseph and be promoted under Pharaoh 
or do you curse God and get bitter and totally disqualifies you from being a minister of the gospel and speaking the word of God? How very great then is the responsibility of those who preach God's word. If the man is wrong and is and mingles his own unclean things in the word, he defiles the word of God, greatly damaging it. This flesh must therefore be wrought upon by God. We need to be daily disciplined. Any defects in us will defile the word and destroy its power. Do not think that just anybody can preach the word of God. We know of only one kind of person who may preach it, those who have been dealt with by God. If you are not willing to be dealt with by God, you aren't worthy to preach the word of God. If you reject the word of God, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the power gifts, you're not worthy to stand behind the pulpit. You have nothing to say but vanity and doctrine like the scribes and Pharisees. Denominational doctrine that sometimes is demonic when they reject the Holy Spirit, the works of God, the miracles of God, signs and wonders, tongues and interpretations. When they call it of the devil, you're not worthy to do the work of the ministry. You're not doing the work of the ministry. You're helping destroy a nation, cooperating with an evil government, cooperating with the Democrats and Biden. Not seeing that we're under a communistic takeover. You're so deceived by your vanity and rejection of the, the living God, the word of God, that you are deceived by evil spirits and evil men. And you're working in conjunction with them to help promote their evil agenda. And you'll turn in a man or woman of God that resists putting on face masks. You don't have faith to see people healed. You just cooperate with any liar that wants to promote another illegal, unconstitutional edict to control you. How very great then is the responsibility of those who preach God's word. If the man is wrong and mingles his own unclean things in the word, he defiles the word of God greatly damaging it. John 7, 37 through 38. Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. We must allow the word to come to us, to drill and to grind us, until it flows out with, yes, our personal elements in it. And yet not spoiled or corrupt in the least. The Lord wishes us to be channels of living water. It is the consequence of the working of the Holy Spirit within us, as well as this disciplining us through arrangement of our environment. Are we being framed What's going on in your life that will either take you to your knees and make you better as it chisels out your pride and vanity, your unforgiveness, your stubbornness, 
like Joseph in Potiphar's dungeon. And then Joseph in Pharaoh's dungeon. But instead of getting bitter, he got better and interpreted divine dreams and was promoted right under Pharaoh himself. He could have got bitter and never been used of God, totally rejected and stayed in prison wallowing under self-pity and pride or submitted to Potiphar's wife. Totally rejected then by God, never used of God, never saving Egypt or Israel. Are you going to get bitter or better? Which way are you going to go? Whereupon our spirit may begin to breathe freely, the Holy Spirit being freed within us. Again, the Lord wishes us to be channels of living water. It is the consequence of the working of the Holy Spirit within us as well as his discipling us. We become channels of living water only after the Holy Spirit has succeeded in breaking and grinding us down. Our outward man needs this by breaking by God. It needs drastic and thorough dealings whereupon our spirit may begin to breathe freely. The Holy Spirit being freed within us the word of God may commence to flow from us. The word of God and ourselves are constantly like two streams merging and flowing together. Our spirit being able to flow with the Holy Spirit as God breaks down our vanity and pride, our self-will, our screwed up mentality of how we think and how God wants us to think. The seven sons of Sceva tried to cast out a demon in the name of Jesus, who Paul preached. Not only could they not cast out the demon, but two of them were even overwhelmed by the evil spirits. The word was there, yet the spirit did not work. Word alone is futile. There must also be the minister. When God joins the Spirit, when God's Spirit joins the ministers and the Word together, living waters flow. Again, the seven sons of Sceva. Not only could they not cast out the demon, but two of them were even overwhelmed by the evil spirits. They had nothing within them. They did not have the authority, the anointing, the power. They did not operate with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They just tried to, like the scribes and Pharisees, read the scriptures, command what they had no possession of. They did not possess living water. They did not possess Jesus Christ. And yet they tried to cast out demons. It doesn't work. If you preach from the pulpit without living water, what are you preaching? Your vanity, your philosophy, a mixed gospel? Because you reject the Holy Spirit, you reject the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Apostles and prophets, what are you preaching? You're not preaching the word of God. You're not extending the work of God. 
What are you doing but making a dysfunctional church on earth? I'm asking you, pastor, what are you doing? You're messing up the work of God. You're polluting the kingdom of God. And you're polluting all of those parishioners, congregants that come and listen to you. You're messing them up so they're as worthless as you. God does not want to speak alone. Yet man is unusable. This is the crux of the problem. Brethren, if God's will not to speak alone, if God's wills not to speak alone, and if the ministers are incompetent to speak, what must be the condition of the church? All the barrenness, poverty, and corruption found in her are due to the inadequacy of human element in the word of God. It's the pastor behind the pulpit, the same thing God showed me in 1985 in the dream. Would that God could find those who are broken and stricken to the ground so as to allow his word to flow out of them. We are always trying to find God's word, but God is continually looking for those whom he can use. We are seeking for the word of God, but God is seeking for his ministers. If we have not been chastened, we cannot do the work of the Lord. If we are not right, the word of God is blocked. Nothing comes out of us from rivers of living water from the Holy Spirit to bring conviction. We're just talking a nice little message. You know, a motivational message maybe like uh, we have some people on television that do that. Joel Oldstein, nice motivational message, but where's the salvation? Where's the deliverance? Where's the coming against sin? <clears throat> where's rebuking Obama instead of calling him a child of God who's born again? Yes, I think he knows God. Joel Osteen, you don't even know the word of God yourself. You don't know the word of God. Are you really doing the work of God? Are you cooperating with the enemies of God? What are you doing? The Holy Spirit does not side with the word alone. He also sides with the man who is broken and bears the marks of the cross. A broken, stricken human spirit is a usable spirit. Should the Holy Spirit fail to be released, it is because of the hindrance of our outward man. Our emotions, temper, and will can one hinder the word. Our emotions, our temper, and will can one hinder the word? In other words, you are operating and being controlled by the flesh. Are you controlled by the flesh? Are you controlled by the spirit? Again, the Holy Spirit does not side with the word alone. He also sides with the man who is broken and bears the mark of the cross. We may speak well, Yet it actually can be merely word, doctrine, or teaching. Not the word of God. God's word needs to enter into your being, into your feeling, understanding heart and spirit. Did you catch it? God's word needs to enter into your being, into, into your feeling, into you 
understanding into your heart and spirit. That's where God's word needs to be. It needs to make a turn in you and a flow out again. Then the word is intimately knit with you. It is pressed and pushed forth in you. But if there should be any defect in your emotions, thought, understanding, heart, or spirit, the word of God will be damaged by you. Not only will your word be defective, but the whole church will be adversely affected. You, have, you will have ruined God's word as well as despoiled God's church. We must let his word pass through us without hindrance. If God is merciful to us, we will see the light. Again, watchman knee. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul had followed the Lord for many years, had received mercy to be trustworthy. When he spoke, the Holy Spirit spoke. Paul confessed that it was his opinion, but the Holy Spirit acknowledged it as God's opinion. God had worked in Paul's life so much that it was possible for him to speak his word even though the word had not been given to him. What is this? This is the ministry of the word. Paul, through his trials and tribulations, God had broken him. So now his spirit flowed so much with the Holy Spirit, he could speak from his spirit because he knew the will and mind of God. Most servants of the Lord can speak only when the word is put in their mouth. But Paul reached the point where he had the word of the Lord whether or not it was put in his mouth. He was so edited and edified, edited, God had dealt with him, that he could be trusted by the Lord. For this we seek the mercy of God today. Brethren, we must not speak as an ass, able to say something only after the word has been put in our mouth. How are we ever to establish a more intimate relationship with the word? Here was one who was so closely related to God's word that his thought became God's thought. How perfectly one was he with the spirit of God. When he spoke, he spoke for God. Indisputably, Paul had arrived at the highest spiritual plateau. Consequently, we can only conclude that a minister of the word is not only one who simply proclaims the word of God, but that he is additionally one who himself is rightly related to his word. He has God's thought. He has God's idea. What he wishes represents the wish of God. So that this is not the same as doing the will of God after we have come to know it. Rather, this means God has disciplined a person to such an extent that he can own the person's thought and idea as his. Wow. Men like Watchman D. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Men that died for the Lord. Lived and breathed the word of God. Flowed in the Holy Spirit. Understood the apostolic, the prophetic, 
came against evil like Nazism and communism. They didn't back their evil agenda. They didn't back their unconstitutional laws. They resisted. God is supposed to be incorporated in us. As the golden lampstand is of beaten work, so is God beaten into us. That's what God wants. Where now we become like gold. Let us remember that God gives to us on the one hand and beats into us on the other. After we are repeatedly hammered, we cease to be a formless lump of gold, but take on the shape of a lampstand. The work of the Holy Spirit includes beating God's desired form into us as well as putting God's word in our mouth. He not only cleanses us, purges us, so the gold and precious gold and silver, but now he makes something out of us. Now we're a lampstand. Now he can form something anew in that gold and silver. Precious, tried. The problem which confronts us here is deeper than that of having God's word put in our mouth because it involves our being beaten to the degree of being entrusted with his word. Paul had God so wonderfully incorporated into him that his opinion and thought became trustworthy in expressing God's word. When the word of God was put in this man, it would not suffer loss. Do you allow God to try you, to shape you, to mold you, to break you? To build you up again where your old man is totally gone and your thoughts are God's thoughts. Your spirit flows with the Holy Spirit in such a beautiful fashion that your word is spoken as gospel. In the case that the man is unfit, God's word is damaged and as it turns about within him. It is corrupted when man's Foolishness and flesh are added to it. Do we allow God to prune us, to shape us, to break us, to mold us? Do we allow it? The word will be damaged if he is incompetent, if his attitude is not right, or if his speaking is untimely. The word of God will be damaged if the minister is incompetent. How can you be in Issachar and warn of the times and seasons and warn of danger coming if you don't know the danger? Because you rejected the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, revelation, prophecy. You don't know the danger. You're cooperating with Hitler. You're co cooperating with a communist takeover of China. You're cooperating with a democratic communist takeover of the United States and Biden. How are you warning your flock? What are you doing, pastor? You're cooperating with the enemy. They're taking away our freedoms. They're taking God out of America. They're pushing every sort of immorality, alternate lifestyles. You are not fit to do the work of the ministry. You're not qualified. Frankly, you're a false prophet. 
how to speak and when to speak are the responsibilities of the prophet, not of his spirit. Except the prophet has been disciplined. The spirit of the prophet will cause trouble during its operation. The question today is more than whether or not a man is a prophet. It permanently comes to the point of what kind of man is this prophet. Between a Jeremiah or a Balaam. The fundamental principle we must learn clearly before God. Today there is is need not only for the word, but also for the ministers of the word. If there is no word, there can be no ministry of the word. If there is no suitable person, there will not be such a ministry either. Do we have Balaam's behind the pulpits or do we have Jeremiah's? Do we have true prophets or pillow prophets? What kind of person is behind the pulpit? Telling you to cooperate with your communist takeover of your nation? Cooperate with Hitler? Cooperate with the Nazis? Cooperate with the Democrats? Who is behind the pulpit? The main trouble in the church is the lack of ministers of the word. Can the spirit of the prophet be subject to him who is lichievousness, self-willed, heady, excessively emotional, rejecting the gifts of the Holy Spirit? He who has no mark of the cross in his spirit and who remains wild and proud after many strokes of the Lord is disqualified. The sad fact is, Usable prophets are what are we call scarce today. Again, the distinctive feature of Paul is that he was suitable and faithful. What kind of men are behind the pulpit today, ladies and gentlemen? God help the church. You need to know the word of God. You need to become under a true Issachar. If your pastor's not preaching the word, I'm talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the power gifts. If he doesn't back them, doesn't back the apostolic and prophetic, doesn't come against sin, doesn't tell you that Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization, doesn't tell you Antifa is a re revolutionary organization to topple the United States. If he doesn't come against this communist takeover, get out of that church. The development of God's ministers. I didn't have time for the need for team ministry today. I'll pick that up next week. Shannon, God bless you. Powerful word today with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. My friend for the archive, what would you like to title tonight's message? God's development of his ministers. Fantastic. Now, Dr. Hansen, tell people how they can tune into the warning message and be a partner with World Ministries and support your ministry. My website is www.worldministries.org. That's www.worldministries.org. My telephone number, 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. They can telephone there and uh, they could give a love offering, credit card and PayPal, etc. Um, write a check to WMI, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. That's WMI, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. My email is warning at worldministries.org, warning at worldministries.org. 
My friend, would you close us in prayer tonight? I want to thank you for the great word. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this time we had with you. I thank you for Shannon, Lord. He gets the word out every day. Bless him, keep him, anoint him, protect him, supply all his needs. Lord, again, protect him against the evil one that was trying to attack him and is going to try and attack his family. Protect him. I, I block that right now. I block it. I block it with the sword of the Spirit. I block it in Jesus' name. Father God, again, use him more powerfully than ever before as he uses his platform to get your word out and he backs your ministers. Again, thank you now. Help us all to be under a true man or woman of God who really can do the work of the ministry and extend the kingdom of God. We are in so very dangerous times. Now cover each one of us under your blood. Let your angels be around us. Give us victory. Give us peace. Keep us safe from danger, accident, harm, or fear. But let us again be submitted to your Holy Spirit and let the blood of God not only be flowing over us, but let us understand the power of it so we can perform your miracles on earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. My friend, we love and appreciate you. And I want to thank Brother Vance for a great job. We'll see you next time. Okay. God bless you, Shannon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.